From the Menace to Sports podcast, former Buckeyes coach Zach Smith joins us. What's up, man? Hello, Zach. Good morning. What's going on, fellas? Well, menace to sports. We don't need to be menacing. Why don't you be the nice guy to sports? Or Because, because the sports world needs a menace. It, it, sports media is so awful. It's either people that don't know what they're talking about <laughs> or people that push narratives because of TV contract deals. They need a little menace in their life. Yeah, and you know, that's that's the beauty of a podcast, isn't it? You're not beholden to the same rules as like we are here, so that's got to be very liberating. Oh, I can say whatever I want. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. That's nice. Hey, uh, help me out with Penn State because guys like Joel Klatt, who I respect, tell me they're on par with Ohio State and Michigan. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not watching Penn State play Illinois or UMass. Uh, How good is this Penn State team? Are they as good as advertised? Well, you know, it depends what you mean by advertised. I mean, they're they're the best Penn State team Ohio State's played in a while, probably five years, uh, because they have – a little bit better quarterback play. You know, we went through the Sean Clifford era, Trace McSorley, like a bunch of really average quarterback play. And Drew Aller is better than that. Is he, you know, one of the nationally elite quarterbacks? No, I don't think so. But but he's better than we're used to at Penn State. And, and we know they haven't really been tested this year. But that's kind of, you know, that's not their fault. They haven't played anyone. I think this defense is, is it might, it's going to be the second best defense Ohio State plays all year. I think they're a better comprehensive defense than Notre Dame. Maybe not quite as good as Michigan, but but they're they're a really good defense. And right now, statistically, number one in the country in damn near everything, honestly. Yeah, and Zach, this Drew uh, Aller, the quarterback for Penn State, this is the Ohio kid, and I think is he a, a freshman? So, he's so, young. He's, yeah. yeah, he's a, he's a, so, a second year. I don't, I don't know. If, I can't okay. really redshirted, but okay. yeah, second year kid. You know, we kind of got the uh, – I mean, Drew Aller wanted to be a Buckeye, and 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 Ryan Day chose Quinn Ewers over him, and so now there's a little bit of revenge there, right? He's an Ohio kid that wanted to be a Buckeye. Now he's playing for Penn State, and so there's there's definitely going to be a little chip on his shoulder when it, when he comes to Columbus. Hey, you know, I I heard it, Zach. You probably know this. Uh, Menace to Sports is the podcast with Zach Smith. If Penn State, you know, you heard rumbling, and I'm not a recruiting guy, but the last couple years they got one of the best classes. How is, when it's come to the last two years, have we seen the five-star guys? I mean, is their young talent as good as everybody says, like a top 10 recruiting class? Yeah, I mean, I think think they're really talented. I mean, one of my favorite players on their roster started last year as a true freshman is that linebacker Abdul Carter. He is a free show. I mean, and and last year – the first, pl- the first game I broke down of him, he flashed right away. And when I found out he was a true freshman, I was like, oh, boy, he's going to be a problem for a lot of Big Ten teams for the next three years because I love him. I think he's great. I mean, other than that, not a ton of young guys playing. I mean, some sophomores, Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen, the two running backs, are, are fantastic. True sophomore duo. Obviously, Drew Aller's a sophomore. They have uh, Liam Clifford is, is a redshirt sophomore, so third-year guy. Not a ton of youth playing, but that sophomore class two years ago, the recruiting class is outstanding. They have, like, I think, eight guys starting right now. Hey, help me out with this as a coach. Uh, and so, Ryan Day, I loved the, you know, how pissed off he got at Lou Holtz. But really, if you listen to the Lou Holtz comments, I mean, he didn't say anything that someone else wouldn't say about, you know, some the of the toughness. things. Yeah, the toughness and so on. It's Whether it's true or not, people have said it about Ohio State. Punch yeah. them, and that's how, you know, they won't punch back, or regardless of whether it is. Was that one of those things where Ryan Day, when he went off like that, it was just kind of, hey, I got to prove a point to my team and get fired up? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was that, as much as he was trying to, you know, push, some, push a message back at Lou Holtz and the, and the doubters, that was a message to his football team. 
that listen, I got your back. Everyone calls us soft. I know we're tough. Like that was a message to the to the players in the locker room at Ohio State. Does it work? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you those kids when he went, you can see it in some of those social media clips from the locker room when Ryan went in there. I mean that yeah that that team felt that he had their back. Whether they're tough or not, whether they're soft or not, they feel like they're tough and they they feel like their head coach is going to battle anybody for them. And I, lo- I love that it was real. I mean, so many times, I mean, we have them on the show. We have all, all you guys on the show. And so many times it's that really measured, cliched yeah. coach. After that game, that was real emotion. It was good to see that. And I think that's what the team saw as well. What we all saw, wow, this is real. That is there underneath all that measured coach speak. Oh, yeah. Players, players can see through phoniness better than anywhere right. in the world. It's that authenticity, that passion, and, and, and kind of the Jerry Emig, the SID, said, hey, be careful now. And he said, no, watch this. Like, screw you. I'm going to do whatever I want right now. Yeah. And Menace to Sports is the podcast. Find it on Apple and all the streaming uh, services. And uh, check it out. He's also got a YouTube channel, big Menace podcast. to Sports as well. Big, yeah, huge. big deal. Yeah. Uh, so, Zach, I noticed on social media, and you're one of the only guys outside myself who have called out this guy, and rightfully so, because you've heard for years – the potential of Jack Sawyer and outside of last week and my kid played, so I didn't watch the entire game last week. But for three years, we've heard about Jack Sawyer yep. and not a lot of production. Second and a half last week. Is that a is that the best we're going to get or is it like one of those things that could propel him? Because I haven't seen much. Yeah, I mean, it, he, he reminds me a lot of Zach Harrison. Really good player. Like, you know, there's, it's not a slight on the kid, but I think people expect this. Joey Bosa or Chase Young, and he's not that, and that's okay. Like putting that expectation on him is unfair for him. So I think he's a really good player, but I also break down the national landscape. And you, you go watch Alabama's defense or Georgia's defense, and some of their defensive ends, you're like, whoa, what is that? Who's blocking that kid? And that is not what Jack Sawyer is. Maybe I mean, he's a, a really good player. Maybe Jack Sawyer just needs a couple of F-150s from Riker. <laughs> I think he already has that, a couple. That might help. Yeah, a couple more. Or Jinx. You know, one for each finger, one for each day of the week. Yeah, I, 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 want, that, I want that defensive end that wants like a Ferrari. Not, not a pickup, right? That's the one I want. Hey, when you break down, because you also, and we'll talk about this later, you also break down film. and go in depth with people. And if you're a Buckeye fan, check it out because you really take that extra step to understand what's going on. Is the When you look at this offensive line and you break down film, because people say, oh, this is the worst offensive line the Buckeyes have had in 10 years. But a lot of that is just, you know, keyboard warriors. When you watch it and break down the film, where do you rank this offensive line? I mean, they're not good enough yet, but it's like anything else. You get some quarterback pressures, some failures in the run game immediately to the untrained eye, or even just all, if all you watch is TV copy, you can't see the full picture and you, you blame the offensive line. That's just natural. But when I break, when I watch pass pro, it's as much on the running backs and tight ends and Kyle McCord as it is on the offensive line, not navigating the pocket. Kate Stover's not been great in pass pro or the run game really blocking wise. So I think it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a group effort and the offensive line definitely needs to improve, but they're, they're much better than the public narrative is. I was going to say, because even the, I mean, the fan base, you're 6-0. and oh, What more can you do? But I think it's in the fashion that they want. There doesn't seem to be a lot of uh, spark, a lot of flash. But maybe in the long run, of uh, at the, by the end of this, maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, 
the, the thing I've learned about Ohio State being here for what, probably 25 of my 39 years, is when, you're, when the standard has been set to beat Michigan and win the playoffs, anything short of that, even perception-wise, it's an uproar. It's like, well, wait, they haven't lost to Michigan or not made the playoffs this year yet. Why are we freaking out? It's a process. They just need to be good enough to beat Penn State. They don't need to beat anyone else. And I, I, I think they are. Hey, is this yeah, I team, think they will too. And it's it's kind of been, you know, I don't want to say help, but Travion Henderson's been hurt, and you haven't had that guy to carry the ball 20 times a game. I just don't think, Zach, they have that guy. I think they have to do committee because they don't have the Ezekiel Elliott. They don't have the J.K. Dobbins. I just don't think he exists right now on this roster. Well, certainly health-wise. I mean, I think, I think yeah. Trey is that, but he just can't stay healthy. And and I, I love Chip Trainum. I mean, he I kind of had a brutal hit in the game this past weekend. Good to know that it wasn't a concussion and he's going to be cleared. But I, if Trey was healthy, I think he's that guy. It's just last year, this year, like he just can't stay healthy every week. Yeah. Hey, what do you think? Uh, and he was tested against Notre Dame. And when you're a quarterback at Ohio State, they're going to compare you to C.J. Stroud, and they're going to yeah. compare you to Justin Fields, and it's kind of unfair because look at Alabama's quarterback well, this year. Well, that's what you sign up for yeah. here. Uh, Kyle yeah. McCord, what's your thoughts early on through a few games? Um, I think he's been he's been okay. I mean, you go back to that Notre Dame game, he threw three passes that should have been intercepted, and if any one of them is, the game's over, Notre Dame wins. So he needs to play better. Had a better weekend this past weekend against the worst team Ohio State's played. Purdue is awful. So Kyle McCord's job right now is not to be C.J. Stroud. He's not that. He might become that in a year. Who knows? But right now his job is to not lose the game. That's it. He doesn't have to go win it yet. He just has to not lose it. Don't throw it to the other team. Make smart decisions and get the ball to your playmakers. That's all he has to do. And, And he's done an okay job of that. What do you think and what's your – do you do prediction? What's the prediction for Saturday's game? I think it benefits Penn State. It's at noon. Oh, it definitely benefits benefits them that it's at noon. But I think the reality is this. No matter how good this Penn State defense is, they've went against the most atrocious offenses in college football. I mean, UMass, Northwestern, Iowa, Illinois, Delaware, West Virginia, just horrible offensive teams. So no matter how good they are, it's going to be a little bit of a shell shock when Marvin Harrison Jr. is lining up on you. Like, that's – that, guy, that guy's different than anyone you've played yeah, all year. Yeah. So I, I really think that as long as Kyle doesn't doesn't make mistakes throwing the ball to Penn State's defense, I think Ohio, Ohio State walks away with a double-digit win. So, hey, let's talk about Menace to Sports Podcast. you got the YouTube channel. You're all over social media. Uh, tell us the normal podcast. Then you have the film footage because no one's doing what you're doing. There's a lot of writers, yeah. and no offense to any of them, they break it down. But you break it down from a coaching, and you know the X's and O's. I mean, hell, it's in your blood. Tell yeah. everybody about what you do, about your special service, about breaking down film, all that stuff. Yeah, so we uh, we obviously we go live every day at noon on YouTube, and 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 that turns into a podcast. So you can listen to the audio, you can watch the video, you can watch it after the fact. And and I wanted to put the coaches, you know, the all 22 film, not TV copy. I, I wanted to just put it out publicly on YouTube, but every time I do, YouTube gives me a copyright strike, even though it's not a copyright strike. So shout out to YouTube. So, <laughs> I mean, just ridiculous. So, so now I have to do it behind a paywall. So it's $20 a month. It's on patreon.com forward slash menace to sports. And we, we put out probably 10 videos a week, not on, every Ohio state game, usually, you know, Penn state, Michigan. And then we do the national games. Like, like today I'm going to break down Washington, Oregon, USC, Notre Dame. I mean, it, every week we're breaking down film trying to trying to find out what's real because you don't want to listen to ESPN because most of them don't know what they're talking about. 
Yeah. I watched all that Oregon uh, or that USC Notre Dame rather, and that Caleb Williams. I know everyone says number one, number one, and I don't know the game like you, Zach, but yeah. I don't. I, man, he had a really bad game Saturday night. I mean, nothing right. like a number one pick. T- didn't look it to me. No, no, he, that was his worst game as a in, in college football. He played awful. I mean, that, no, USC's defense is awful, and surprisingly, their defense played well, and they still lost because he was just atrocious. You know, I don't. One thing about Caleb Williams, Zach, that I'm not buying, and pe- if people are buying, I, that's fine. I'm not buying the because it's not from him. People are saying he's only got five teams. I haven't heard that from him. Uh, oh, he wants part of ownership of the team. He's smart enough to know that's not allowed. A lot of stuff on his end, I'm just not buying he's making these demands. No. No, I mean, listen, people talked about it last year with C.J. Stroud and, and Bryce Young saying, no, with, with NIL, they, they could come back. I mean, they could make $2 million. Like, do you know Bryce Young signed a $40 million contract? Like, that's $10 million a year. You're not making a tenth of that. In NIL money, that kid's going to go to the draft. Yeah, and, and he's going to go wherever wherever he gets drafted, and he's going to collect that check. <laughs> and do you think, because you know this, being in the coaches, so do you think that's uh, some other quarterback's agent or family member or someone with with bad intentions? There's not a bad intention to sports podcast, but uh, like bad intentions floating that down there to make him sink. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's more USC media. That's just like, no, guys, don't, he might come back. Like, we might get him another year for real. It's like, no, you're not. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with. But well, it looks like a good crop of quarterbacks this year, though. It really, I'll tell you that Oregon-Washington game was just spectacular. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this that game was unbelievable. And Dan Lanning just absolutely handed the game away with his, his three decisions on fourth down to go for it and not take points and punt. But, yeah, both. I mean, this quarterback class, is probably the best class I've seen in the last decade when you talk about depth. I mean, there's 10 quarterbacks that I can make an argument for a first-round grade, and that's absurd. Yeah, Jerry, I love that game because I had Oregon plus three and a half. There you go. Hey, well, Zach, we appreciate it, man. Every day at noon, right? Every day at noon. All right, we'll do it again, man. Thanks. Appreciate it, fellas.